This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. Hey, what's up, Wholesaling Houses Elite member? This is Max Maxwell, and we're here with another podcast. I don't even know the number. I truly think I stopped counting out of that. I forgot it was a few pot. Anyways, my special guest today is Scott Oots. And Scott, you're out of Southern California, right? That's right. Well, welcome to the podcast and say what's up to the Wholesaling Elite members. What's going on, guys? So where exactly are you in Southern California? Uh, so I'm based out of Corona. It's, uh, most people know it as about 30 minutes from Disneyland right in there. So real uh, Corona is a slower town, but uh, definitely near the, the busier towns like L.A., San Diego. We can get to any of those big towns pretty quickly, well, except for traffic. <laughs> Outside of traffic, how far are you from like L.A., San Diego area? Uh, so we can be in L.A. outside of traffic, pro- probably about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, be out in Huntington Beach in about 30 minutes. San Diego, 90 minutes. Out to Las Vegas in three hours, right in there. So, so you're in a, you're in a good location. I used to live in Southern California, and I think I, I was in Hermosa Beach. Gotcha. So yeah, that was traffic's terrible. That's that's all I kind of remember. Do you work in all of those markets? Yeah. So uh, we actually do deals in pretty much about 60 miles every direction right now. So we go down to the San Diego border, a little bit into San Diego, but typically staying in the counties of Riverside, uh, San Diego, San Bernardino, and Orange County. LA County, we do the majority of it now, but we just keep expanding out. I mean, it's an exciting time for us. Market's great. And uh, love seeing the returns that we can get out of some of these areas down towards LA, down towards San Diego. I mean, the spreads are insane. How long have you been in the wholesaling business as of today? So I've only been in about three years. Wow. Yeah. Hasn't been very long, What's your man. story? I mean, t- like like you hear that. People hear me. Like I'm, I'm approaching two years in uh, late September, early October. What are people like, and I know your numbers, so I'm thinking like, what the hell? I'm not doing enough. And you're like almost three years in. What's your story? How did you get into the wholesaling business? What industry were you in before? Um, I was actually just working a nine to five job. I, uh, I worked in a here. company that does cell phone kiosks. Had a great time with that, but I hated the nine to five. I hated working every day to make somebody else rich, right? So mm-hmm. you got kind of the American dream there. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. And it was actually, I got laid off from that company. And you know what? It was a blessing in disguise. We we stepped up, and my wife and I both uh, said we want to do something. Want to do something where we don't have to go nine to five, work for somebody mm-hmm. else. So for us, uh, she actually discovered wholesaling uh, through some videos, and she goes, Oh, check this out. You know, I've heard about wholesaling. And I'm like, wholesaling, what is that? Like, don't waste my time, right? <laughs> wholesaling cell phone cases, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Right? And I was like, okay, let's check this out. So checked it out, actually found a uh, video from Sean Terry online. And I'm like, man, this guy is, this guy's so energetic, but I like him. I like something about this guy. Started basically watching some of those videos, started finding a lot more out there and kicked our company off. It was a lot of fun. I and mean, we got a deal pretty quickly. First deal was out in uh, Riverside. And I uh, had so much fun with it. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I'll be honest. It was a, yeah. it was a nightmare. OJT. Yeah, I mean, trying to get, trying to get the sellers to sign the stuff up, like uh, getting them to sign the contract. I was nervous. I was sweating, not really knowing what the heck I was doing, right? And uh, next thing I know, they're like, yeah, sure, we'll go with you guys. And I'm just like, 
really, wait, what did you say? <laughs> wait, I actually did this, but it was a lot of fun and getting the buyers on board and stuff. I mean, obviously I have no buyers list. I'm like, okay, well, I got this house. What do I do with it? <laughs> That's a cool point you bring up because a lot of people that listen to my podcast, the YouTube, in my Facebook group, Wholesaling Houses Elite, they're at the stage that you're speaking of right now. They went driving for dollars, right? They, they're, they're quitting their job. They're trying to quit their job. They're working a nine to five and they want to break loose from that chain that the nine to five provides. And so you said you're out. How did you find the first deal? Uh, so first deal was actually pay per click. So we set up okay. some Google advertising. Honestly, I had no clue what I was doing. I had never heard of pay per click. Obviously, I've heard of Google, but I didn't know how those ads get there when you search <laughs> things. I had no clue. I'm setting this stuff up, yeah. you know, trying to just come up with keywords. We buy houses, uh, sell us your house, just throwing in all this random stuff. And next thing I know, dude, we started getting some hits on this. And wow, our phone rang and my wife was answering the phone. And uh, I was like, wow, it's actually ringing? What, what's going on here? Like, this is exciting. And uh, of course, she's nervous as heck trying to answer this phone. Like, yeah. what do I even say? Like, you don't think this stuff through, you know? But I mean, for us, we jumped in, you know, and like you say, a lot of these people in your group are kind of to this point right now. And I think that, and looking through some of the the threads in your group, I see the the consistency, which is everyone saying, okay, now before I do anything, I got to watch a hundred videos. I got to get my business cards. I need to get my LLC set up. I need to do all this stuff. Stop. And you had none of that. Yeah. Like just get out there. Start networking, knock on, if you don't have money, knock on doors. If you've got some money, set a marketing budget, have some fun with it. I mean, just do it. That's the thing. I think that people are, there's that thing holding them back, right? So there's always some excuse Mm -hmm. as far as why I can't do this today, right? I got to do it tomorrow. My, I haven't got my LLC paperwork back yet. I mean, if you want to register your LLC, great. I did that when I started. I registered my LLC, but I didn't have my business cards. I didn't have all that set up. I didn't have like, you know, we use CallRail for our phone system. I didn't have that set up. I didn't have any of that. But ultimately, it worked out. And, you know, we went from that, I think we started in October. We did like two deals by the end of that year. Then we did almost 100 deals the next year. So we jumped up. I just kept reinvesting all this money back in. I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm making 10 grand on this deal. 10 grand. Like your first deal was 10 grand, right? 10 grand, yeah. And that's because you you had that mindset that 10 grand was the, the okay number to yeah, ask for. I mean, ultimately you look at it and you say, okay, what can I possibly get for this? I look back at that deal right now and I'm like, I left 40 grand on the table. Like I, I did, but I didn't know any better. But I can't dwell on that, right? You got to look forward and say, what can I do on the next deal so I don't leave that money on the table? I don't regret anything I did on that first deal. The buyer that bought for me on that first deal still buys for me today. Great guy. He's bought probably 30, 30 houses for me, maybe. Good dude. But you get those relationships built with these people. And I even went back to him and told him like six months later, I'm like, that first deal I did with you, you know, it was my first deal. You knew that. I said, I left a lot of money on the table. He looked at me and he goes, yeah, you did. And I'm like, "Ah, man. But you know what? It's, I call that OJT on the job training. (laughs) It's basically you paid, you paid 30, 40 grand for something that has now made you millions. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's such, I mean, it's so exciting. Like even where our market is right now, it's the market is so hot. Like I got my sales guys out on the road right now, working on locking up deals. My phone here is just blowing up. These guys are out trying to lock up contracts and do things like that. Well, I'm here having a podcast with you. 
Like, you know, it's, it's great. Tomorrow morning, I fly out to North Carolina to meet you and all the other guys. And we're going to sit wait. mastermind for three days. And I'm going to come back and implement that stuff that we do, that we say in this group and try to go from, you know, doing 130 deals a year to 150 deals a year. It's just, it's, it's impressive. It, it, it's so fun. Like you look at it and you can, you can obviously see the passion with me, dude. I love this. I'm glad. This is one of the more exciting podcasts because I can feel your energy coming through this microphone and the camera right now. And that's how I feel about wholesaling and real estate industry in general, because I get to wake up every day and do this. I still, to this day, it's hard for me to get a good night's sleep. I absolutely hate the weekends because I want to go back to work. And it's like, I just want to go every single day because I love this. And that's when you know you found something you truly love, you're passionate about it, you're obsessed about it, and it makes you money. There's no better feeling, point blank. So let's go. You got your first deal. You're on the road running. You got this $10,000 check, and you're like, so what'd you do? It? Did you put it back in marketing? Yeah, yeah. It all went back in. You know, I mean, for us, as we said earlier, traffic here is not too good. So as I'm going to this deal, um, I'm like, I need this carpool lane, right? So I buy my wife one of like those uh, MiFi devices. She's got her laptop answering our company phone in the passenger seat of the car while I'm going to the appointment so I can get in the carpool lane and not spend two hours on the road. I came out and I'm showing her the paper and I'm just like, and they said, yes. You know, like, what do I do now? But we, we agreed. We said, you know, we're going we're gonna to take this money and take that 10 grand and put it all right back in. And we're going to start getting more marketing set up. I think we, we basically took that 10 grand and we said, okay, we're going to send out some mailers, try to jump into that. If we have $10,000 to spend, how many mailers can we send if we want to mail them five times, that list five times? And we spread out that money to make sure that if we didn't get another deal, we could still mail each of those lists five to six times to try to get that consistency going, man. But it, it's impressive. Once we got that first one, I wasn't so nervous on that second one. And then I got even better and better. So, And that's when I say you're only one deal away. And that's what I mean. That one deal gave you the confidence, the know-how, the on-the-job training, everything you needed to understand about this business to go on to make millions of dollars like you do now, which is like, it's insane. But here's a question. Where did you find the buyer from? What did you, you were new in the game, no buyers list. You got a property on a contract because you and I see this question a lot in the wholesaling group. I got a property on a contract. What next? First, make sure it's a deal. And then once you, once you actually have a deal, how did you find your buyer? I'll be honest, man. I mean, I had no idea it was a deal, right? It's your first deal. You assume it is. <laughs> you're, you're praying that this is a deal. To talk on the, the topic of, of the group and how we've seen this come up so many times, there's so many varying opinions on what to do first, what to do second. You know, there's so many guys out there that are saying, hey, get your buyer's list built first. And some other people say, just get a deal. Um, I'll be very honest. I'm very strong into get a deal. Me too. I took that deal and I threw that on Craigslist and I was just like, hey, house for assignment. Who wants it? Threw some of the details on there. Didn't actually, the advice I'll give you, don't put the address on Craigslist. Don't do that. Yeah, You're asking don't do that. Yeah. Put the city, but not the address. Don't give an address to you actually talk to someone over the phone, make sure they're legitimately a buyer, you know, things like that. But we threw it on Craigslist and I think I got somewhere around, I think 10, 15 responses my first day on there. Most of them were crap, but there was a few people on there that seemed legitimate. So I went and met with each one of these people. I'm like, I'm getting on the road. I'm going to meet, I got nothing else to do. I got no other deals. So I went on the road met with these guys, had coffee with a lot of them and kind of found out, you know, who was real, who wasn't, as far as who's just trying to mark up the deal, who'll sell it off to someone else, who's actually looking at buying it. And uh, next thing we know, this guy's like, hey, I'll take it. 
And I was like, I'm sorry, you'll, you'll what? But he, he signed the contract immediately. And I mean, my contract was half a page, uh, no protections for anybody. <laughs> I mean, if anything ever went wrong legally with that, I'm, I'm screwed. I'll be honest. <laughs> so. That's what you get, man. You learn, you you got, you made the 10 grand. You can probably afford to get a real contract at this point. The bottom line is you took massive action and that massive action gave you on the job training. You didn't have analysis paralysis. You're just saying, you know what? I'm going to do this. It's either I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. If I lose, I learn. If I win, I learn. So it doesn't matter. You're going to make money. So there's a question that, that I see a lot. And a lot of people say, well, I want to learn about virtual wholesaling because my market's too hard. You know, I live in Southern California. I live in Miami. I live in San Francisco. What do you say to those people, right, that, that think, start off thinking that mind, that belief? What do you say to them and, and tell them, you know, what do you I say? Mean, honestly, basically? stop making excuses. You can look at it. And I know a lot of guys at virtual wholesale. They love it and they prefer it. So really, it depends on what you want to do and the direction you want to take your business. I'm a hands-on person. I'm in my office right now. My whole team's here. This is how we do things. I love being hands-on. When it's virtual, you lose that hands-on aspect, right? You're going to hop on a plane every, every two days and go meet with this person. It's not going to happen, right? You can find those boots on the ground there. If you want to do virtual, go for it. But don't tell me your market doesn't have deals. I mean, California is a tough market. I, I actually strongly believe it's one of the toughest markets in the U.S. Very tough. I believe so too. Every time you go to an appointment, you're sitting in traffic for two hours. I mean, imagine heading out to LA from my area. It takes an hour and 45 minutes to get out there with traffic. Person says no. Then you got hour and a half, two hours on the way home. You got probably you know five hours into this appointment. The person says no. What you want to do is take the contract, just crumple it up and just throw it at them. And be like, what are you thinking? You know how far I drove to get here? <laughs> but you know... There's so many deals. I mean, we're probably going to hit 130, 140 deals this year in a market that everyone says is impossible to wholesale. Hold on, hold on. Say that. Hold, do that. Say that one more time. How many deals are you going to hit we're gonna this hit year? We're going to hit 130 to 140. You see, and there is no excuse. You're getting your fair share of deals. And you know what? Most people, they don't need that many deals. You want to know why? They don't have the overhead. They don't have the team you have. Most things in your, that's why I tell people, you're trying to replace maybe five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month. If you want to do that, all you need is a deal, a half a deal once a month to figure out how to do that. And then you scale beyond that. 130 to 40,000 deals in Southern California is crazy. Now, in my market, you know, as aggressive as I am, I understand that. But your market, wow, that's crazy. What are some of your best type of deals or lead sources you like to, you know, that people that, that you like to say, oh, I love this lead source. I'll never, I'll never turn it away. You know, it's funny you say that because. If you would have asked me this question a year ago, PPC, so doing all of our advertising through Google was 99% of our business. 99%. Okay. The other 1% was mail, door knocking, networking. Basically, we were just doing those lead sources. So you're talking 99% and 1% for the rest. As of this year, PPC is only about 15 to 20% of our business. PPC definitely had some changes, algorithm changes. It just gets affected so easily. So mail is actually... Every, the source that everyone says is dying is our number one lead source right now. It's fantastic. It, it's killing it for us. You know why it's coming back? People stop doing it. <laughs> We're zagging, you're zigging and all, all that other stuff, which is being a smart marketer. And, and, that's, and that's cool. And you know, I'm a big proponent of calling, got a whole team calling, got a whole system calling. 
what we're doing some hybrid methods of mailing, which is is seem, seeming to pan out. And we'll talk about that in the mastermind this coming week. But you know, I'm so amazed by your progress, and and, and it's been almost three years. You're getting your fair share of market. What does that look like revenue wise? If you don't mind sharing, or if you don't if you don't want to, some people don't. I mean, so for us, we're we're trying to hit about fifty thousand dollars a deal uh, as a wholesale fee. Um, we've had our highest wholesale fee has been about two hundred and twenty thousand, roughly. Don't quote me on it because I it's right in there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so for us, it's huge. That's yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, so hopefully this year, with some of the changes we're putting in place, we'll hit four mil, maybe a little bit higher than that. Our goal would be trying to hit somewhere around five. I, I gotta say, I mean, the team I got here, I, I owe everything to my team. We have, we've gone through a lot of people to get to the team we have right now. Every day I'm following you on Instagram and I'm just seeing the bell ring. Ding, 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 ding. And I actually bought the same bell you got in your office. I went and bought it on Amazon and it's in, it's in my office right now. I highly right recommend now. it. It's gamifying the whole thing. I love that's that small thing. of a bell. I mean, it's that's small of a thing. The excitement it gives throughout the office. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't been evicted out of our office yet because of the bell ringing all the time. <laughs> it's loud. I mean, these guys ring it so loud, but... They enjoy coming back and saying, hey, I got a bell ring. They love it. They, they, those small little things. I think that as you start hiring employees and stuff, everyone thinks it's all about what do I need to give my employees? Sometimes it's the small things that matter. You know, you look at a, a $20 bell on Amazon that, you know, I bolted into the wall as heavy as I possibly could put. So these guys could just crank this thing. They come back carrying their contract, just holding it out, just ready for this. And, you know, I pull up my phone, get the Instagram video going and basically, hey, Here's where we are. And it's coming from Southern California, this market that I've heard from so many people that are saying, you can't do deals here. You can. And I know a lot of people that do, even with the deals I do every year, I still know people that do just as many as me. And uh, there's enough room for all of us. I mean, would I love their deals too? Yeah, of course. But I mean, there's, <laughs> there's room for all of us. There's enough houses. And I'll be honest, we rarely see each other at appointments. Rarely do we hear that somebody else did that. And you know, we have fun with each other when we do see each other there. We'll go up a buck, go up two bucks, just kind of, you know, beat each other out that way. But Or we'll call each other and just be like, hey, you want a 50-50 this thing? I mean, we're right here. We can go all day. I can go up a dollar. You can go up a dollar. We can go up a thousand. Or how about we got a $50,000 spread in this thing? Let's put it 25-25 and uh, get the thing done. And you'd be shocked. I mean, working together, like everyone looks at competition as competition. Look at them as, as friends. Look at them as people you can network with and try to do deals together. I mean, I could have lost a deal and not taken 25 grand because I wanted to get greedy and try to get 50. 25 grand. I mean, take it, you know? Or you could have raised your price 25 grand and still only made 25 grand or, make, or go a half on it and make 50 and everybody's happy and you've gained a, a friend. And see, I want people, I want my audience to know that this is why I do masterminds. This is why I hang around people that are bigger and better than me because I strive to reach the numbers that he tries to reach or he's reaching. And the energy he has, I take from it. He takes from my energy. And this is why when I'm in the room with these guys, even as you guys see me talk this much on podcasts and YouTube, I don't talk that much in this room because I'm not the biggest. I listen more than I talk when I go to these things, but that's why it's important to be around like-minded people. Talk about masterminds. How much has a mastermind and and the one we're in and other ones you've been in, how much has it helped you in your business? It's so big to me that I don't even know if I could put a number to it. I mean, just when we say that 
networking. It's like a lot of these guys in your group or guys and gals in your group, everyone there might get to know each other, have people answer questions, but you know, it might take three days by the time you get the answer you need from the question. I mean, sitting in these mastermind groups when you're, you're literally going in this and you're saying, all right, here's what I have done well over the last year. And by, you may think you have nothing to offer a mastermind because a mastermind's all collaboration, right? But you're sitting in there and saying, oh my gosh, I've done direct mail so good in the last year. And there might be someone sitting in the back of the room that's going, I have nothing to offer, but oh, you know what? I'm not very good at direct mail. And now you just offered them something. The mastermind, the collaboration within that is insane. I mean, I couldn't even put a value to it. I paid a lot of money for masterminds. I pay a lot of money for being in those things. And it's well worth it. You come out of that thing just going, how can I never have thought of this? Like some of these guys and the things they come up with, it's insane. You're like, what are you, what are you doing? Do you sit around all day and just try to think this stuff up? Cause I don't have time for that. But you take some of those things back and implement them in your business. You could literally sit there and go, okay, I'm doing, you know, 50,000 a month right now. But that one little tweak might mean you don't need any more deals but you might do 80,000 a month because you were able to pull more money out of the deals that you're actually doing. For example, a change that we just made in our company, we try to get our deals moved as fast as possible, right? But there's good and there's bad to that. You know, we found how much money we were leaving on the table. So for us, we started really going back to buyers and saying, "Hey, you got to go up another 10 grand. You got to go up another 15 grand." And the first deal we did it on, 5 minutes of negotiation. We thought we'd make $19,000 on a deal. We ended up making 55. 55 and all that was is just getting a couple people on the phone back and forth and just saying, hey, who's willing to pay more for this thing? And you know, I've heard in the past, if you do this, it's going to piss off your buyers. They're not going to come back and buy from you. Guess what? These guys were more than willing to do it. Yeah, they, they threw us some flack on it, but we told them, hey, it's business. You know, If you go buy a house for yourself to live in and someone's bidding against you, you're going to go up if you really want it. I mean, if you have the ability to, are you going to do it? Now, yeah, you might have paid 20000 more for the house or 30000 more for the house. And I might have made 30000 more. But does that mean you're not getting a return on the back end when you're done you know, flipping the house? Uh, no, these guys know they're making money. Have you ever had a buyer flip a house, come back to you and say, you know what, Scott? I made a little bit too much money on this deal. Here goes a check for 20000 Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Let me get your buyer's list. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, you bring up a good point with that because you know, one thing we started doing, and I highly recommend this for everybody. So we started tracking. When we do our construction estimates, we basically have a spreadsheet that says, all right, so based on this house, we said we could sell this for $300,000. Uh, we said the buyer's going to put in $50,000 in construction, and they're going to turn around and sell the house for, say, five hundred grand. And all of them, you know, the buyers are always going to come in and go, oh, man, you know what? I can't sell this for five hundred. I'm going to need to sell this for like four eighty, you know, right in there. So I'm going to need it a little cheaper. So we track once they sell the thing. And if a buyer says, oh yeah, you know, you said 500, I'm going to sell for 480. They listed the thing for 520, 530. Let's be honest. So we started tracking that and we started looking at these buyers that keep doing this to us. So now we're able, when they call in, they're like, oh man, I think your ARV is too high. Really? Because the last six houses you bought from us, you told us the same thing and you sold it for $30,000 higher on average. So I should just raise my price for you. Exactly. Oh man. It's crazy how quick they just fall in Because it's all public record. <laughs> that's a good one. So that that's a ninja tip, guys. If you're doing deals, track what you've sold, track how much they sold it for, and make sure you stay within your construction estimate and just say, listen, man, you know, keep that as a tool to, to negotiate because we're, we're in this for business, man. I mean, we're all in it to solve people's problems and make them money. And 
get your fair share while while it's still there because the going's going's good. So get it while you get it while it's there for you to get. I'll go back to the mastermind. I just want to ask you this thing because I think it's interesting to to ask everybody. What is your definition of a mastermind? I mean, for me, it's a place you go to build relationships, collaborate, and to be vulnerable, to go in there and say, hey, I need help, right? So my business could be a million bucks. It could be $10,000 a year. But the biggest thing I think people have trouble with is actually saying, I need help. I need to know what to do next. And you go into these groups and that's what these masterminds do for you. You're able to, as, as long as you go in there and be vulnerable, you will get the help you need. If you go in there and you're afraid to be vulnerable, you will not get what you need. Don't waste your money unless you're willing to go into that room and sit down and say, hey, I, Scott, need some help, right? Here's what I do well, but here's what I suck at. And I need the help from you guys. And I guarantee you, somebody in that room, whether it's whatever coach or mentors in that room or attendee, it doesn't matter. Somebody's got the answer for you. And what I love about masterminds, not even just being in the room, I like the evenings after the mastermind. So you're, you're done for the day. And you know this, we do this in our, our mastermind as well. So, you know, five, six o'clock comes around, you're done. Everyone goes to dinner together. Drinks are flowing, right? We're, we're just sitting there having conversations. And the next thing you know, you're like, wow, what did you just say? Hold on, go back. And you're still having these business conversations, but they're mixed in with a lot of personal stuff. A lot of the guys in our mastermind, I feel like I know them so well. I feel like everyone in there is family. And, uh, you know, something happens in their family, every one of us are there, uh, him or her. And you learn so much even outside of the actual mastermind, just grabbing a drink with somebody, doing things like that. I, I look forward to going. I mean, North Carolina for me is a long ways to go. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because we went to I'm San Diego like, last time. Right? But I like it better when you come here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, looking at that and saying, that's so far to go, but. The, the knowledge I'm going to walk away with. And part of me said, you know what? On the flight on the way back, I've got the opportunity to literally type out everything that I've learned that I want to do. And I've got my flight planned for the way back, right? I'm going to be typing all this stuff out. So when I get back that next week, I'm going to sit in my weekly meeting with my team and I'm going to be like, guys, you know what I learned this last week? You know what we're going to do? And be able to make changes immediately to my business, not sit on it for a month or six months, make those changes while they're fresh in your mind. And I'm excited for that. But to me, a mastermind is all about just, just learning, learn, give and learn. I love it. And I like your definition of being vulnerable because you, it's crazy because you'll have somebody like yourself or Tyler and some of these, you know, Jason Boozy, a lot of people know him and, you know, Don and Amy. And these are big players in the market across the country. And we're all sitting in this room and all you hear is, hey, guys, we need some help or this or that or that. And if you were listening from the outside, you would think everybody here is only doing 10 grand a, a, a month, maybe. And you then you realize that, no, everybody needs some help with their business and they're just fine tuning. And that's what makes the mastermind so beautiful. You have guys that are doing two, three, four million dollars and uh, they need some help with fine tuning their, their, their cold calling, their direct mail, where they're getting their data from, all that stuff. So if you ever have an opportunity to be a part of a mastermind, a good one, do it. It's worth every penny. And it's fun on top of being worth every penny. Here's a cool thing. So we know we've been doing this series of the last couple podcasts have been guests that are going to be speaking at the event Wholesaling Houses Elite Live 
and Scott's going to be there. So if you if you enjoy this podcast, you're really going to enjoy him on stage as he lays out how to you know start to scale. And that's what we're talking about to start your wholesaling business all the way till we're going to be talking about scaling for the big guys. And here's the thing. If you are already doing a few deals, right? A couple deals a month and you need to scale your business, it's going to be Scott, myself, and Tyler. And you'll see Tyler next week on the podcast. You're going to be sitting in front of us and 20 other, 19 other wholesalers. And you're going to get to do a mastermind setting like we talk about uh, that we're having this week amongst ourselves. And that alone should change your business. I think it's uh, it's two grand, but it's worth everything. Um, the cool thing, check this out. This these came in the mail today. The uh, I don't know if you can see it. Anybody's watching on YouTube can see it, but if you're on podcast or Spotify, you can't see it. But the 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 event lanyards came in. They're awesome. They're beautiful. But I I can't I I can't wait for this event. I I October seems so far away. But I can't wait to have you there, man, and just share the stage with you and just really just pour the love into these people. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I I love this. I love breaking down my business and showing people what we've accomplished. And what's the point in going out and accomplishing something like this if people don't know about it? You know, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, you know, and if I can go through and share some of those mistakes and let people see that it's okay to make mistakes, you move past them. You're going to take, you know, you're going to get houses that you can't move. Things are going to happen. You make mistakes along the way. Move on. It's all about how you overcome those hurdles. It's exactly it. So I'm excited to break it down, break down my, my team, what they do. I mean, honestly, anyone that's attending this event, bombard me. You, you see me out here, come talk to me. I would love to talk to you about this stuff. Find out where you are, what you've accomplished, you know, whether you're in that VIP day or not, come talk to me. I love this, but I'm, I'm looking forward to being up there with you. and. Uh, sharing as much info as we can. It's going to be crazy. So let's get back to you and then we'll we'll wrap this up. We talked about your first deal. We talked about what you're doing now, 130, 140 deals, a couple million, few million. What does your team look like just structure wise? You know, you got you up there. How does it look? How does it spread out? What does it look like? Yeah. So we we actually had some pretty big changes to our team lately, but uh, basically we have two sales reps that are considered our outside sales team. So they're the ones that actually talk to the sellers, go out on appointments, uh, lock up those contracts and ring that bell. We have our dispositions manager, uh, Nick, who basically takes our houses, puts them out to our buyers, tries to get us the best return. We have phone people. So we've got Cassie and Jim, who's a VA out of the Philippines. So between Cassie and Jim, the two of them take in, you know, we get anywhere between three and 400 calls a week inbound. So they take all those calls in, go through the script, qualify those leads and get them over to our outside sales team. They're the ones that get yelled at when people get postcards, don't want them. They've got some, uh, some thick skin there. But uh, then we've got my wife who works for the company as well. So she's kind of jack of all trades. She helps manage some of the escrow stuff from our side. She backs up on phone calls. Uh, she looks at some of our marketing. So she, she does quite a, bit of, quite a bit for the company. And then we have uh, Lindsay, who is kind of, she wears two hats. She's, she was hired on as my admin assistant, but then we saw a need because we grew so quickly that we have her managing escrows from our side. So she basically manages that and also does some admin stuff for me. Uh, she plans our, uh, our meetings that we're going to next week. Uh, so she plans all that stuff from start to finish, making sure that we're fed and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's our team, and we're hiring right now for two inside salespeople as well, and then uh, probably also going to hire for some cold callers too. So we've definitely got 
the next couple months are going to be exciting times for us. I love it, man. I love to see you grow. I remember the last time we were in San Diego when we were talking about some changes and I can't wait to hear about them this week. Now we're wrapping this up, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you wanting to attend this event that we're doing in October. It's going to be crazy. Where can people find you, man? Because I, I want people to really follow you and soak up the knowledge that you're, you're dropping on your Instagram and stuff like that. Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Scott. My last name is spelled O-O-T-S. Find me on Instagram at the Scott Oots. Find me there. Follow me on those things. I definitely am trying to get better at posting more and more stuff on there. So as you get busy, you know how it kind of falls by the wayside. But uh, yeah, definitely trying to get better at that. Connect, connect with me on there as well. Um, but I mean, I hope I see a lot of these people listening at the event. I mean, that's it'd be exciting to kind of meet everybody and put faces with the names that I see throughout the, uh, the group. So. so Scott, I'm going to challenge you on Instagram. What I want you to do is give away two tips every single day during the week. Uh, as you're doing something, something comes up and you're like, oh, this would be cool for a newbie or somebody starting this business. It's every day to me, but I'm just going to share it with you. And you know, the Instagram story stuff is is 15 seconds long. Do a couple of those videos. And uh, I think you'll really, really enjoy the interaction you're going to have with people that are going to be following you, especially after this podcast, because you got some great ninja stuff. And I can't wait to hear more of it uh, when we meet this week at the Mastermind. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Scott Oots for coming on. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram. Make sure you go buy your ticket for Wholesaling Houses Elite Live, right? So that's WholesalingEliteLive.com. Go buy your ticket. Scott Oots is going to be there, and he's going to be giving away some ninja stuff. I'm going to be there. The lineup is coming. As we do podcasts, you're going to see who's going to be in the lineup. I can't wait. All right, guys. I will see you next time. We're out of here. Thank you so much, Scott, for being on here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.